Welcome to the podcast, Inner City Spirit, hosted by Trinity Midtown in Houston, Texas. We have a new series we're beginning called Las Reverendas, Outline the Faith. Your hosts are the Reverend Luz Cabrera Montes and the Reverend Hannah Elizabeth Atkins Romero, Las Reverendas. That's what the community in El Salvador used to call me, and um, uh, many communities are getting used to calling Luz as she completes her year of ordination to the diaconate. So uh, the concept of uh, Las Reverendas Outline the Faith is to re-familiarize folks with the basic tenets of the faith of the Episcopal Church as outlined in the Book of Common Prayer, but make it a little more interesting than just reading. We'll review some of the concepts that are in the back of the Book of Common Prayer 1979, uh, the catechism, and then we will discuss them. And we're going to do 18 series. So one of, in each topic of the um, catechism or the outline of faith. And we're going to do this hoping for it to be a resource for people who want to re-familiarize or acquaint themselves for the first time with some of the things that we believe in the Episcopal Church. And our hope is that this will spark discussion, spark meditation, spark further investigation into these deep theological concepts. But we're going to start with some of the basics and share how we have encountered those in our lives. So let us pray and then get right to it. O God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus Christ, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth that in your good time, all nations and races may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Okay, the first segment of the Outline of Faith is human nature. And it's in a question and answer format. So, La Reverenda Luz and I will be alternating. What are we by nature? We are part of God's creation, made in the image of God. What does it mean to be created in the image of God? It means that we are free to make choices, to love, to create, to reason, and to live in harmony with creation and with God. Why then do we live apart from God and out of harmony with creation? From the beginning, human beings have misused their freedom and made wrong choices. Why do we not use our freedom as we should? Because we rebel against God and we put ourselves in the place of God. 
What help is there for us? Our help is in God. How did God first help us? God first helped us by revealing himself and his will through nature and history, through many seers and saints, and especially through the prophets in Israel. So now we are going to talk a little bit about this segment. Okay, so we're going to dig into the tiny topic of human nature. (laughs) And just a a disclaimer at the beginning, these are all very in-depth topics, and they are each worthy of PhD theses. Mm -hmm. So we're we're just going to dig in to them in an organic way uh, for about 15 minutes and share some of our knowledge, some of our thoughts, some of our experience. And I want to jump in here at the beginning and just the very first part that, that Reverenda Luz read is that what are we by nature? And it says we are part of God's nature made in the image of God. And whenever I do premarital counseling, whether it be with an older couple or a younger couple, a heterosexual couple, homosexual couple, multicultural couple, <laughs> or a couple who've grown up and are, you know, outwardly the same, um, with the same experiences in their youth, I say that one of the things that we talk about and come to celebrate is the gift of love that God has given them. And that's the sacrament that we celebrate is, is that, that gift which is the image of God. Throughout art history, God's been depicted in many ways, but God is not, you know, an, an old white guy with a long beard. God is love, and the image of God is the love that is gifted by God to us in our hearts. So we're called to, to share that love, to cherish that love. We make mistakes with that love. <laughs> we're called to do better. And so... You know, this isn't rocket science, but it's something that we need to learn over and over again is that um, God calls us into committed lifelong relationships to nurture that love, whether it's in marriage or friendship or um, family ties. It's that that love that we offer each other that has us sacrifice for each other, that has us call each other to be our best selves, that wants the best for each other, that is the image of God. And there's so much more to say about that, but we only have 15 minutes. So, Luce, what are some of your thoughts on this segment? So, the second, you know, the second question that is kind of to guide us, what does it mean to be created then in the image of God? It means that we are free to make choices, mm-hmm. I think, the choice to love, to create, to reason, and to live in harmony with creation and with God. And one of the recent conversations I've been having with my husband is how hard it is to have this conversation when someone doesn't believe in God. And what does that mean, right? And and he, you know, one of the things he said is, you know, sometimes maybe it would be easier if we didn't have a choice. Like maybe it would be easier if, if we were just doing the same thing over and over again. And and then realizing there's so much more about what God teaches us and what love means mm-hmm. and, and the variety of ways that we do that 
cannot be done in a one uniformed way. Yeah, you know? like, like so, as, as if we were robots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then you and I were having a talk. You were, you mentioned that as well, you know, like maybe sometimes we do feel like it would be easier. But I, I think that this commentary or this outline for us as well poses that question mm-hmm. to create dialogue, to have this conversation around being free to make choices. And obviously, we're going to get it wrong a lot. And most of the time we do. Uh, but that, that is a part of this journey, right? It's a part of our faith that we are free to make a choice, mm-hmm. free to love, free to find how to be in relationship with God in a way that is that sustains us and that is that works for us in whatever way that looks for us, right? Like not necessarily through the same, you know, prayer every day or whether you're doing, you know, using the daily office or using a meditation, mm-hmm. uh, whatever way you do it is... is The thing is to try to pray mm-hmm. and yes. to be respectful of and in awe of the millions of ways that we can express ourselves yes. well when we get it right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, we, we notice when we get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And also, you know, thinking about when we're free to make these choices, I think we also learn from one another. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that that also is, is very grounding. You know, we could talk about all these theologians out there that have written about this, but but for some of us, culturally, you know, we see our family members as, as theologians. You know, I could see God in, in just my mom, who's not a theologian, who doesn't even have a high school degree, but has so much to teach me about God, you know, and, and so God's much love. And yeah. So much understanding. Yes. Yeah. As you know, my, my husband works in uh, what's called popular education, and part of that is recognizing the, the the intelligence and experience and the education of people who maybe don't have formal education beyond a certain level, mm-hmm. but but certainly know a lot and to help cull and synthesize and share that knowledge, which is often in much needed in this mm-hmm. world, yeah. you know. And it creates space for all of us to yeah. have, you know, to yeah. have uh, our own ways of, of free to make that choice, mm-hmm. you know, free to, to show how we are created, each each and every one of us mm-hmm. in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. The next part is about how we have misused our freedom and made mm-hmm. wrong choices. And we put ourselves in the place of God. Um well, I mean, there's just a litany these days. But since we talked about and you know how to, why do we live apart from God and out of harmony with creation? You know, I just want to point to the climate crisis now, which mm-hmm. is it's horrific. And I've heard some very faithful people say to me, "Well, I'm not worried because it's in God's hands." Mm-hmm. But God gives us brain and choices mm-hmm. and um, mercy for us to take some accountability and co-creation. I mean, that's also being made in the image and likeness of God. And so there, we're going to be doing a little bit of work on looking at some of Leonardo Boff, uh, The Cry of the Earth, The Cry of the Poor, uh, St. Francis of Assisi, also by Leonardo Ba, and then um, the 
ecological, ecumenical work that's being done because it's not just climate change now, it's a climate crisis and it's really hard because there's choices that you have to make and you don't have control over other people. My my son loves those single-use water bottles mm. and I don't buy them for him, but he buys them and he's, he's good in other ways, but for some reason... And, and, you know, when when, uh, when they were little, I, you know, bought those plastic Ziploc bags. Like, mm. I worry about the environment when yeah. I have more time. You know, I'm as guilty as anybody. Yeah. But, of course, it's not just our individual choices. It's the choices of those who have, you know, macro uh, responsibility on mm. using the resources of the earth. And um, another another thing to point is that in our time, there's a fear amongst middle and upper middle class, um, educated, and I would say in some way powerful. Some have more power than others, white people mostly, about the great replacement theory, which is that somehow the, you know, the United States is going to get more and more uh, mixed race and I mean race is a construct mixed ethnically um, and and they're afraid of that instead of instead of saying well that's a lot more interesting and, and I'm not being naive here I mean Steven Kleinberg Mike's been saying this forever about Houston Houston sorry Luce I know you love Houston I do, I do. <laughs> Houston is a is a is not the prettiest of cities but yes. it's pretty and beautiful in in the diversity that we it have is, here yes. so the environment has been just brutalized mm -hmm. but at the same time there's been certain opportunities here so that when you go to wherever you go, except for, you know, some of the more segregated parts of the city, there are people from all over the world. And, and that's, that's beautiful. That's where, you know, the beauty, well, and the food is mm -hmm. really good. <laughs> exactly. yeah. But it's, but it's not, instead of feeling displaced and wanting to control and hate, um, you know, I, they, they, they want to go back to, a time when the laws blocked minorities from voting, when, you know, all, they were all stacked in the favor of uh, uh, those with a lighter hue of skin. And that's part of human nature, but we have to be ever vigilant, I guess, because mm -hmm. um, we do rebel against God and we put ourselves in the place of God. And, and that's when we want to do away with others. Uh, uh, opportunities so and I think we we continue to preach is is that hope right and yeah. and towards the end of you know this of this segment too it's the last question is how did God first help us and you know it's you know through many seers and saints and especially through the prophets of Israel I think it, it gives us that hope again that even though you're right you know Houston I do love Houston uh, <laughs> I, I do but and I also wonder how do we hold city leaders, people with power, institutions, the church accountable for, you know, when you think about the plants in Pasadena and everyone having cancer and the mm -hmm. studies that they make about, you know, why is there a Whole Foods across the street from here, but only a McDonald's at a 77081 zip code, you know, and, mm -hmm. and having those conversations and uh, they're still 
there's still room for all of us to, to have difficult conversations and be reminded through the seers and through the saints that have come before us and through those very knowledgeable people in our lives that, that give us this example of, of God being God in these people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we end this segment as being reminded of that, being reminded that in the midst of all of this, in the midst of how wrong we get it, there is still hope in that. Mm-hmm. And there's still room for, for all of us, mm-hmm. for those, you know, those people that we don't, we have to be very much like, God, please, please just show me yourself in this person, you know, in this one person that I, you know, you, and you, I don't know if you can think of one person, but I know I can, the <laughs> one that I'm, you know, I have to sit with and tell myself, God is in that person too. Well, I love that quote from Dorothy Day that Mm. says, you only love God as much as you love the person you love the least. Yeah. Well, going back to the um, uh, prophets of Israel, Mm. my name is Hannah. My parents named me after... Um, a woman in the Hebrew scriptures, Very important woman, <laughs> who, who um, you know, asked for a son, mm-hmm. and um, because she was that was a status symbol back then, and she was thought to be barren. And anyway, she said she would give back to God mm-hmm. what she was given. Um, but she uh, and her song, the song of Hannah, is. Is a very interesting, complicated text. I commend it to you. And her, you know, her son ended up being Samuel, who's a, a judge and prophet. And and that's of course I named my son Samuel. And then Daniel was a prophet. And I love Amos and and um, Isaiah. Of course, people know so many texts from them. There's just a lifetime of discovery to be made by studying the, the prophets and judges and mm-hmm. seers yeah. and protesters and, exactly. and peacemakers. Our modern, modern day saints, right. As they say now too. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're, we're, we're finished this first segment. Thank yes. you, Luce. Yes. Thank you. So thank you all for tuning in. so much for joining us for this segment of this series Las Reverendas Outline the Faith. We want to also highlight that there's a lot about our catechism on the Book of Common Prayer and this catechism is primarily intended for use by parish priests, deacons, and lay catechists to give an outline for instruction. It is a commentary on the creeds but is not meant to be a complete statement of belief and practice. Rather, it is a point of departure for the teacher and it is cast in the traditional question and answer form for ease of reference. The second use of this catechism is to provide a brief summary of the church's teaching for an inquiring stranger who picks up a prayer book. For additional resources, we invite you to check out our website trinitymidtown.org and for you to tune in for our next segment. And we are very grateful that you are joining us here with Las Reverendas, Outline the Faith. Have a good one.